From University of Puget Sound, it's What We Do, a weekly podcast about the innovators, teachers, dreamers, and performers of Puget Sound and the stories behind the work they do. Hello and welcome once again to What We Do, Puget Sound's weekly podcast. I'm Chuck Luce, and joining us this morning are women's basketball coach Lori Payne, who we are proud to note is Northwest Conference Coach of the Year for the second consecutive season and is now in her seventh year at Puget Sound. And then Alexis Noreen, a senior, double majoring in psychology and business, who this year was named first team All-Northwest Conference. Welcome, and congratulations for such a great season. Thanks for talking with us during tournament time, which must be frantically busy for you. So the women's team this year has what I think could be called a historic season. You're 25-1 and overall, undefeated in the conference during the regular season, and Northwest Conference champions. And now all morning you've been watching with great anticipation to find out how the brackets will go for the NCAA Division III National Tournament. So what did you find out? It's very exciting. The selection show happened at 11.30 this morning. Um, we, we knew we had we were probably going to get in. We had a hunch that we were probably going to host just based on Division Three geographical, how they assign um, different teams. And so we, we were excited when we saw our name. And uh, we're playing University of Santa Cruz, hosting this weekend on Friday and Saturday. Uh, the games are at 5 and 7 on Friday and 7 o'clock on Saturday. The other two teams that are in it, Whitman and George Fox. So it's a little bit of a Northwest Conference tournament, we like to say, and then the independent of uh, Santa Cruz. But it's, it's very exciting to have an opportunity to host on our campus. And this is a, a single elimination tournament. So if you win on Friday, then you go and play on Saturday. Yes. Yep. Well, it's survive in advance. That's kind of the March Madness NCAA right. tournament motto. Um, win in advance and lose and go home. Okay. Um, now, now I'm, w- I'm wondering, uh, you've got almost a week to prepare. Do you do anything different to get ready for tournament play than, than you would for, for regular season play or even a league conference championship play? Well, I think that's what's going to be the key for us is to try and not do anything different because what we did throughout conference obviously worked pretty well for us going undefeated. Um, but yeah, we have a week, goes by pretty quick. Um, our coaches are really good at scouting and knowing our opponents and preparing us and what to expect, and so that's what we're going to be working on. Um, we'll be focusing solely on Friday's game, not overlooking anybody. Um, has uh, done us good so far, so uh, yeah, that's what we'll be working on. So not looking ahead, just get through Friday first. Right, get and through then, Friday. Yeah, and it's, and it's a comfortable situation. We've played Santa Cruz in the past, um, not in the last couple of years, but it's a familiar opponent. And then for Saturday's game, if we're fortunate enough to advance, um, it's conference opponents that we've actually played within the last month. So mm-hmm. it's just, that familiarity is important, I think, as you're going on to the big stage of the NCAA tournament. And you've talked to other coaches to who've played them and to, to get some ideas about the, the their offensive set and that sort of thing. Yes, it's a whole <laughs> big wide world of uh, online video exchange, which there's um, a lot of different servers that you use to break down film. And so we are in the process, my assistant coaches are over there gathering um, to find out as much information as we can on Santa Cruz. And we're taking today off from practice and just kind of having a team meeting and getting things set out for the week, and then uh, we will be working diligently on the scout, and tomorrow we'll get after it on the court with, with these guys to get them prepared um, to take on our opponent on Friday. 
That's great. You, you mentioned uh, film uh, and and technology. Um, you know, it, it, it was it's fascinating to me. See, uh, people don't I don't really think understand that technology is, affects everything, even the way basketball is played these days. Uh, I mean, and I think back to when I was playing, the, the advent of the glass backboard was a new thing when I started out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I when I was with you all a couple of years ago, um, uh, I, I heard for the first time about a thing called huddle. I, can you can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, it, was, have, it was new to me, and it sounded fascinating. Yes, we have actually advanced past huddle into oh, really? a new world of synergy, um, which actually breaks down every single possession of every single game into offense and defense and zone and man. And if a player turns over her right shoulder or her left shoulder, it is phenomenal. And it's about a 24-hour turnaround when you upload a game. So we're able to get the details within our scouting reports to our players and we work all week on putting together a, a video of their offense, their defense, their player personnel, their tendencies, what we're going to do to counteract what they do. Um, so it's you know it's about a 45-minute film session that we do for each game. Um, that's the final product. Obviously, there's hours and hours and hours that go into making that product. Um, but it's it's fascinating just the the amount of um, preparation you can do for an opponent, as well as on your own games to be able to understand what works for you, what players are most successful um, at different positions. And so you use this during practice as well? Yeah, we, we upload our practices um, and all of our games. And, and, and how does it work? I mean, does it, is it able to you know, like sense visually when a player is dominant left-handed or right-handed, or if they go stronger, they like to go baseline, what? Well, we submit the, for games, um, we submit the uh, play-by-play which tells what player is scoring, and they have just a computer automated system that actually calculates everything and breaks it all down and shoots it out in different phases that's broken down. It's, I'm not quite sure how it all works, the, um, all the details of it, but I love the final product that we get, and then we're able to play around with that to create pretty amazing things for our players to learn from. That's great. Do you like this, Alexis? Yeah. it's. It, um, it's very helpful as a player being able to see yourself and see your tendencies and see your strengths as well as your weaknesses, the things that coaches are getting after you on. You know, there's only there's only so much a coach can tell you you're doing until you actually see it for yourself and realize, oh, I am doing that way more often than I thought I was, things like that. So it's, it's very helpful from a player perspective. You've had a season where the, the games, you've won most of them pretty handily. Um, there were a few very close games, though, um, two overtimes with with, uh, with Whitman, uh, and and that that crazy like, three minute win uh, yeah. <laughs> this this past week. That I'm still waiting for my blood pressure to go down from that. Me one. too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I wonder about um, uh, sort of your emotional state of the players when you're in a situation like that. Is it different? some way uh, you, you know you're not you don't have a comfortable lead clock is running out you were in the same situation again um, just the other night uh, what's going through your mind or are, are, uh, are you getting are, are you giving them different instructions uh, of what, what happens in a situation like that well Alexis do you want to speak to your mindset my, yeah my perspective I guess um, I think the biggest thing that I noticed is that we really feed off of each other that is the players on the floor and then the players on the bench and obviously the coaching staff. I feel like we kind of all work 
mirroring each other and our attitudes. And that's why we try so hard to remain positive, especially in situations when we're behind and kind of struggling to chip away at the lead. So, um, yeah, I'd have to say that I think the focus is within our mental energy, I guess, as a team and as a combined unit. And like I said, staying positive and just not giving up. In in closer games, I think uh, the importance is articulated even more to stay focused and stay sharp because um, every every possession is crucial where if it's a 20-point game obviously as a coach every possession is crucial but you know you have a little bit of leeway to let players play through some mistakes and I think in a game where you have a bigger lead you can also rotate a little bit deeper on your bench which mm-hmm. gives the players who don't normally get minutes a little bit more experience and um, then we've had a variety of close games blowout games tie games come from behind games um, it's it's been an exciting season from one end to the other. You, you, you talked about your your sort of team enthusiasm. Uh, th- this is cultivated not just on on the court or, or, or during practice. Uh, I, I think I, I I got it from when I spent some time with you all a couple of years ago. Um, that there's a lot that goes on, almost classroom like. Um, a couple of years ago, you coach gave the students a, 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 an assignment, a homework assignment, in which they had to make films or plays. Uh, and it's, <laughs> so uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a terrific spirit builder, and not, not to mention unbelievably clever and funny. <laughs> um, so what was this year's assignment? Did we have one like that this year? Yeah, um, before practices got going officially, we had a lip sync battle. So we were partnered with a member of a different uh, class and we had to prepare two songs because there was going to be a consolation bracket as well as you know the championship round things like that so we had to prepare two songs and the coaches were the judges and we all got to we all got to share our our pieces our masterpieces um in the end and they were pretty funny and entertaining i think it was an evening very fun team bonding um experience for us and we had team dinner and they performed for us and we laughed and um, you know, just that team building. And then over winter break this year, um, we actually brought um, from uh, Career and Employment Services, we brought a couple people over to do the Myers-Briggs assessment on our team. And so we did a workshop with that. It was incredibly interesting um, for the players and the coaches to be able to go through that experience and understand themselves and their dominant personalities, but also understand their teammates and their coaches and how we have a tendency to operate just to kind of help that team chemistry and that team camaraderie. The coaches took part too. We did, Uh yes. What was your experience with that, Lex? Did you enjoy that? Yeah, it was a really valuable experience, I think, because there's so much, I mean, obviously everyone can be positive and we want everyone to be loud on the court, but clearly not everyone works in the same way, especially in a competitive environment. And so it's important to realize, you know, how your teammates not only are going to give you feedback, but react to yours. Um, and so I think that was a really valuable experience. And, and Alexis, in watching you play, uh, uh, you're pretty intense on defense. Um, Thank you. And uh, it's fun to watch. Uh, I, I wonder, I mean, do you prefer to play defense rather than offense? Or um, uh, um, the coach is smiling. I know, yeah, the coach is smiling at me. I think I've never... I don't know. I can't say that I've ever had an explicit preference. I mean, it sure, it's fun to score. Everyone likes to put points on the board and have your name written in the paper for those reasons. But I just think it's one of those things that maybe 
comes a little bit more naturally for me playing on the defensive end. Um, and then obviously, you know, we have coach Jolene LeMay, who is very defensive mindset. So she, she definitely pushes for that kind of mindset, I guess, and helps encourage us to really buckle down and, you know, defense wins games. Her and coach will kind of go back and forth on that, but. <laughs> Cause I am definitely offensive minded. Um, and that's, uh, I was smiling because it's a battle that I've been fighting with Alexis since she walked on campus and the fact that she has the ability to score. She just tends to be very defensive minded and passes up a lot of shots that she could be taking. But fortunately this past week, um, she had 25 on Saturday. Right. So she was looking to score a little bit more, which is something that finally as a coach, finally at the end of her career, Yeah, but it's exciting. Conference tournament, senior year, never too late. Right. Right. <laughs> so, taking play, playing a sport at a, at a school like this is, is an enormous time commitment. And it's not like you've got all kinds of time with classes and other, the, the other kinds of social and extracurricular things that you're involved in. Um, can you talk some about how you manage the time, Alexa, and, and maybe even um, uh, the, the, the value of, of playing sports? Playing on a, on a on a team at a at a place like this and how it carries over in into what happens, not in Memorial Fieldhouse. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I think basketball has given me, as cliche as it may be, you know, a host of lifelong memories that I want to forget and lifelong friendships. I mean, my best friends from college, the ones that I'm gonna, you know, will be in my wedding and that I'll be with 20 years from now. The ones that I met through basketball and um, so that brought me to them and I'm so thankful for that and um, going back to your point about you know managing playing a sport personally I'm the I'm the kind of person that works better when I don't put things off even though I want to and so basketball helps me keep me on track for that you know when you play a sport you only have a certain amount of free time during the day with your classes and work and whatever else that you're involved in and so you do your homework then because that's your only time slot to do it and that's kind of how I've gotten through it and how it's pushed me to really remain on track um, in that regard. Um, how about you coach? Um, when, when, it, when it comes to the interaction of, of athletics and what goes on uh, on, on the other side of the street and, the, and the, on the main campus, um, can, can you talk some about uh, you know how the two interface absolutely um, I think one of the biggest joys as a coach is to see a, a player a student a person come in their freshman year and watch them grow and develop and mature and get to the point where you're sitting here in the last semester of of their careers and just seeing how far they've come and how the impact that you've had as a coach on the lives of these young women as they're navigating through their college years and figuring out who they are and what they want to be. And to just be a, a part of that um, is something that I'm so grateful for. I mean, I think as a coach, you put on a lot of different hats. You can be the coach on the floor, you're a mentor off the floor. Sometimes you're almost a surrogate mother um, mm -hmm. in a way. I mean, I'm always asked, are you going to have kids? And I said, I have 18 of them every year and they never <laughs> they never leave because when they leave, I get new ones. But, you know, it's, it's a... A very much a family atmosphere that we try to portray and try to um, utilize within our program and within our team culture. 
Is there anything else you, you want to say to our listeners as the first round of the NCAAs comes up on Friday? Yeah, we definitely like to put in a plug for getting the campus community out. I mean, one of the most amazing things <clears throat> that has happened this year and in my seven years that we've been here, that I've been here as a coach, is just the, the campus support and the student support at our games. I mean, it was phenomenal. There, there will never be a moment, there hasn't been a moment and that after we lost the, the championship game, um, even though we were Northwest Conference champions, but you know we, we lost that automatic qualifier championship game and our entire student section stayed and our players were sitting on the bench and they just started chanting loggers. And it was a very surreal moment I, and maybe you can speak to that, but I just saw the, the pure joy on my players' face even though they just faced an incredible emotional defeat, but just to understand that our campus community was there for them and was supporting them when things were awesome on Thursday night when we won, you know, towards the very end of the game and then on Saturday in defeat. And so I think just that camaraderie within our campus community and how athletics can energize an entire campus is something so special. Um, And the fact that we have an ability to come and play again at home this Friday and Saturday on the biggest stage in college basketball. I mean, NCAA tournament, March Madness, you hear about it all the time. And we have an opportunity to host on our campus the first and second rounds, which is very, very special. Not very many schools and programs get to do that. So we would just encourage people to come out and support and watch some pretty amazing basketball this weekend and get behind this amazing team that has conquered milestone after milestone this year in history after history. That was kind of the the theme of our season this year was making history. And I think in every way, shape and form, we have conquered through that glass ceiling that was there and just continue to, to plow forward in in hopes of another championship, which would be the national championship. That's that's the next thing that would be in front of us. I guess I would just say we felt as a team that we couldn't express how grateful we were to the fans in the student section. I mean, we were, I personally, you know, was near tears at the end of the game for one reason, and then our students turn around and start chanting for us, and then I'm near tears for a whole different reason. And it just completely changed the mood, I think. And obviously, you know, it was unfortunate to lose, you know, such a uh, big game, you know, in front of everyone, but it felt like we didn't disappoint, and that was, and I just am really grateful for everyone that came out. And hopefully we can get just as good a turnout, if not more, um, this weekend, especially not only through the campus community, but the surrounding community. I hope that it the news reaches, you know, families that have kids that are interested in sports, things like that, that want to come out and support, because we'd love nothing more than to have them come out. Neat. If things work out this weekend, um, do you know what, what might happen from there? Um, we, we've put in to host for sectional. Um, obviously, we're not the number one seed in our region, um, so we would probably be shipped out. Um, it looks like I haven't quite looked, examined the, the bracket yet. I've been on conference calls and hosting and everything all day, um, but it would, we would probably end up going to St. Thomas, uh, who is the number one team in the region, so they would host that sectionals, and then the Final Four is in Michigan this year. We're about to Michigan. Grand Rapids. Ah. Everyone wants to spend their spring break in Grand Rapids, Michigan, sure. don't they? <laughs> we, we, we wouldn't mind it. It would be very fun. Yeah. All right, then. Remember, folks, that's Puget Sound versus UC Santa Cruz in the first round of the NCAA Division III Women's National Basketball Tournament. This coming Friday at 7 p.m. in Memorial Fieldhouse. And if you're from out of the area and can't make it, remember you can watch streaming 
at loggerathletics.com, and we'll see you at the game. I will be the old, and I mean very old, basketball player sitting up there at center court in the first balcony yelling my bloody head off. Go loggers! What We Do is brought to you by University of Puget Sound. Join us next Wednesday for another story about what we do at Puget Sound. And if you liked this podcast, rate us on iTunes.